Good morning, everyone. This is Jeffy Kennedy, author of Epic Fantasy Romance. I'm here with my first cup of coffee. Oh, sheer oh. ambrosia. Today is Monday, February 13th, day before Valentine's Day here in the U.S. Um, like we care, do we care? I always feel like Valentine's Day is one of those things. I should save this talk for tomorrow, but whatever. <clears throat> Maybe tomorrow I'll figure out a special love episode for you all. But anyway, I feel like Valentine's Day is one of those days that means a great deal to you when you're single and it's all angst. And then when you're like in a relationship with somebody, it doesn't matter to you because you're in a relationship with somebody. <laughs> There's the depths of my wisdom. Uh, but yeah, you know, so much angst. I, you know, like the whole thing in high school. Did you all have that thing in high school? See, I start to say you guys, but I cut myself off. And now I'm so aware of how many people say it all the time. <clears throat> Did you all have that in high school where like they had the fundraisers, fundraisers and people would buy carnations for each other, you know, and like the, the cheerleaders, the really popular pretty girls would get those arm loads and you'd get one like from your best friend. <laughs> I, I had a best friend who had a trick of sending herself flowers from anonymous to make people think that she uh, was getting flowers from from anonymous admirers uh, I mean there's like all of this um, performative stuff right I don't usually like to talk about things being performative and now I'm starting to in my old age but yeah the performance aspect of it the the what's what's like the I'm not articulate this morning I guess it's Monday um what am I trying to say you know like it's it's the ego boost it's the social cred you know the proving that you are attractive and lovable and uh yeah yeah eh. so I don't expect to receive anything for Valentine's. I'm not planning to give anything for Valentine's. So, but maybe I'll think of something cute to do tomorrow. I don't know. Hearts and flowers. I can buy myself flowers. <laughs> I think it's funny that that song, Miley Cyrus, has it's become such an anthem. Uh, but it's it's a very hooky song. It's a great song. So anyway, um, how are all of you? I had a good weekend. I had, I had a really good weekend. Um, I'm feeling good. Uh, I did not finish my um, tweaks additions to bandits yet, though I am very close. Um, let's see. What have I done here? I have added. Oh, I've added um, about 3,000 words. To it so far. Didn't realize I had done that much. Well, go figure. 
I later did in a lot of world building. <clears throat> I've come up with a new working title. We'll see what Agent Sarah thinks of it. But new working title is the Amethyst Job. We'll see. It might not be fantasy enough, but if they put a really fantasy cover on it, I think it could work. So anyway, uh, yeah, that's that's my working title for the time being. I like it. Everybody likes it except for Jennifer Eastip. Uh, she picked it apart in her inimical, inimical Jennifer Eastip way. Uh, Jennifer is great if you want someone to really take something apart. So I'm going to send it off to people to read as soon as I finish, which maybe today, if I'm lucky today, probably tomorrow at this rate, uh, and then I'll get back to Rogue Familiar, which now that I've taken all this time to do this, I'm going to need all that time. It's probably going to be the March release date. I greatly appreciate all the lovely thoughts on it. Um, we did the Twilight talk on... Friday evening, and it was great. It went really well. We had a few um, Zoom bombers in there, but we recorded it, and it'll be edited, and then uh, and we'll put it up on the the Faro Feb YouTube channel apparently. But it was super fun. It was great. Uh, we won't be able to reprise it at a Polycon because, unfortunately, Dorinda has had to pull out of a, a Polycon. So now it's like both Dorinda and Grace have pulled out of a Polycon. It's like all my friends abandoning me. It's not, not right, people. Both of them for entirely different reasons. But um, So... Uh, but I got notification this morning that I'll be on a panel at a Polycon uh, with Jennifer Eastep, which is great, and also Lisa Maxwell, who's an old friend, and Jody Picot. So I'm revved about that. Uh, very excited to be on a, a panel and meet with Jody Picot and meet her. I, I admire her very much. And then on Saturday morning, we did the panel for uh, world building and romance community in fantasy romance, and that was great. Um, Callie Chase did a fabulous job moderating that, and it was a fun group, so that went well. And then um, I kind of hung out on Saturday quite a bit. I read. I'm still still reading J.D. Robb and reading something else for um, like a critique. And yeah, I just, um, I was tired. <laughs> so I just, and that happened to me on Friday was I kind of hit tired on writing. Um, so, so yeah. Um, but I did this weekend finish all of the royalty crunching, which was very late for me, but I got it all done. So I now have like nothing under my financial to-do list other than regular balancing of books at least for a few days until the next royalties start to come in, but I should be able to stay ahead of everything this time. Um, and yeah, so I didn't get to, uh, I, you know, if you've been following me for a while, you know that I've been, um, oh, hang on, I've got to think about something. So if you've been listening to me for a while, you know, I was 
thinking about rejiggering my to-do list. Um, Megan Mulry had told me these things about how like you shouldn't move things down your to-do list. That's like from the efficiency organization people. I've like totally reverted. I just, um, yeah. <laughs> so I've got things that have slid down my list, but on them are the learning of the TikToks. So still, I haven't done that yet, but I'm going to. Uh, yeah, so I'm actually feeling like I might get to some of these things that have been sliding down my list for a while. This is looking, um, I don't know, feeling hopeful this week, <laughs> feeling like I'm kind of crawling out from under the, uh, the weight of being behind, which is just always a thing, right? So, um, yeah, and I just got some other things handled over the weekend that I was happy to get handled. And, oh, and then Sunday, yesterday, went over to Megan and Charlie's and we played cards and I won. I won a whole round of owns, which made me very happy. I think it was the first time I've won. They play much more often than I do. Uh, and we watched the Super Bowl and hung out. And so that was all very well refilling. It was great. So, so yeah, I'm feeling good about tackling the rest of the Amethyst job today. <clears throat> the, uh, the world building that I layered in needed to be done. So, so we'll give agent Sarah credit for needing it when i told some of the other people that had already read it uh you know that she didn't quite understand the world and wanted more they were puzzled but i think um i think actually it was a it was a good call so i don't have any notes on anything to talk about um things that are going on It seems like there's a lot of drama going on around me um, or not. That's not fair. Some cases it's drama and in other cases, it's um, people just having kind of shitty things happen in their lives, like with grace. Um, but I mean, I'm trying to think of how to say this too. my friend, Sassy Outwater, uh, who is blind has been blind since she was very, very young because of a retinoblastoma and has struggled with cancer all her life, um, has been very good about, uh, so, so I feel like I'm even going to get, I don't want to say in trouble, but, um, you know, like she has been good about pointing out how people who are disabled or struggling with disease or having problems that they are not there for inspiration porn. Uh, that they are, don't exist to inspire the rest of us. And, and that was very eye-opening for me. And I appreciated Sassy bringing that to my attention. But at the same time, there is this aspect of when people have really difficult things going on in their lives, when they're struggling with diseases or financial woes or family woes or, you know, sort of these these catastrophic events, right? The black swan events. I just love that term from financial stuff that I'm, I'm, it's, I'm going to incorporate it into a story. In fact, I feel like I want to put that in the amethyst job. Hold on. 
still, it's a good reminder of what kinds of problems are worth worrying about, right? Because it's easy to get excited about all kinds of things that are going on in the world or in the publishing community or to get caught up in your, you know, I don't want to say petty woes because I'm a big believer in your problems are your problems. If, if you have a problem in your life, it is a problem by, by definition, right? Uh, you have to, um, it's going to absorb your attention and your energy, but it is good to remember that maybe the problem you're struggling with is not as terrible as what someone else is struggling with or that your problems could be worse. And I feel like that's, it's just really worth keeping in mind. You know, because especially if you're dealing with a disease, there's only so much you can do about it. With family, there are some things you can do and other things not. And I think that's one reason why, especially in like writing and author coaching, one of the things that I come back around to, or just general advice giving to my friends, is to control what you can. Um, and I think that that's maybe maybe that's back with the Taoist perspective, being one with the Tao. Uh, the the old joke with Taoism is that uh, you know, like that Moses parted the waters, whereas the Taoist will just wade in and say, "Keep going this way." <laughs> you know, the the Taoist doesn't try to to fight or control things. The Taoist tries to become one with it and move in sync with it. Um, and and that can be difficult when it's when it's turbulent, right? But I kind of tapped off to together my thoughts on that. I think I've said what I was going to say. It's just um, <clears throat> stuff happens in life, right? And sort of keeping in perspective what you're fighting for, um, how difficult the fight is. Um, well, how much you can control. And, and I guess that's, that's circling back to what I was, I did have a point, right? You know, like in writing, uh, you can't control the market. You can't control whether or not you get a viral TikTok video. You can't control uh, so many things. Um, I, I have a friend who just heard from her agent, a friend who's a successful author, whose agent said that she doesn't think the new book can sell. Um, it just happens. Uh, it's just, you know, where the market forces are. It's where the economy is, what the publishers are thinking, all of this stuff. So the one thing you can control is the writing. And I think that, you know, producing words, that makes sense. Um, it's, and I think that's how it is with, with all things, with, with anything that you're fighting with is figuring out which pieces of this can you control and trying to let go of the rest. Um, as I was thinking, I had clicked over to Facebook and I saw one happy thing and one not so happy thing, uh, which I want to, to share. I got a really nice note from Jeremy Brett, 
over at the uh, Cushing Collection. He has the archives of my, um, well, all of my work, I guess, uh, over at Texas A&M. And he said that they have a small pop-up exhibit going on devoted to libraries and librarians in science fiction and fantasy. And he included the pages of the mind. So I asked if I could share the photo. I hope he says yes. I might just do it anyway since, I mean, it's a public display, right? He shouldn't care. Um, so then the other thing I happened to see on Facebook as I looked at that message was... I had this back and forth with someone on my page uh, about Twilight. And it's funny because when we did this talk on Twilight on Friday night, we had talked about this, how so many people feel like they need to weigh in and say snarky things about Twilight. So this person, a guy who's been my Facebook friend since January, I don't think I know him in real life, um, he had to comment on the post and say, I couldn't get past the guy dating his food, which is like a vampire thing, right? And we went back and forth and I tried to be kind of polite. And, you know, I said, well, I guess, you know, you don't get it. And he said, no, I really don't. And he had to say something else about it. And I said, well, then, you know, if you don't get it, maybe don't stomp on it. And he says, was I stomping? And I almost never engaged like this, but I was actually trying to have a productive conversation since we were talking about, you know, having a conversation about Twilight. And he, I said, well, you commented on a thread where people were talking about liking a thing, making a snarky joke about the thing. So yes, that counts as stomping. And, and I said, now, you know, so I see just saw when I went back on here that he uh, had to give me this very long comment where he said, wow, overreact much. And that's what gets you the ban hammer as <laughs> accusing me of overreacting. And then he had to go on about necrophilia and a bunch of other stuff. And so, yeah, I unfriended and I deleted the series of comments because I don't need drama on my page. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Overreact much. So, I just thought I would mention that. I I know Grace puts posts on their Facebook page, and I think maybe I will maybe put a little post on there. So anyway, here we go. Uh, I'm going to go get to work. I hope you all have a great Monday. I hope you're ready to get out there, control the things you can, right? That's the secret to happiness. You all take care. Bye-bye.